Dick Fain, a very good morning to you. Good afternoon where you are. Always great to have you join us. The second week of the playoffs is set. There have been some massive coaching changes in the NFL too. Bill Belichick let go since we last spoke to you. How are you? What, uh, what have you made of it all? Oh, yeah, this has been an unprecedented week, guys. I mean, in the, in the span of three days, Bill Belichick fired, Pete Carroll fired, Nick Saban retires. Mm. I mean, that is... The greatest NFL coach of all time, at least the the most awarded NFL coach of all time in Bill Belichick. Another guy that uh, I firmly believe should be in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, Pete Carroll here in Seattle, 14 seasons, two Super Bowls, one Super Bowl championship, basically playoffs almost every single year. And then Nick Saban um, retires as unquestionably the greatest college football coach of all time. All those happening in three days. And now we're seeing the fallout of that. Uh, the, the Patriots hire one of Bill Belichick's uh, you know, protégés in, in Gerard Mayo. The Seahawks are still without a quarter, uh, a coach. And uh, Alabama takes Washington's head coach, my head coach, uh, that just led the Huskies to the national championship. So now there's a trickle-down effect here in Seattle as we just hired a new head coach. It's been an absolutely crazy week. There's no question about it. Dick, we're hearing reports that Bill Belichick has interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons for the vacant job there. Where do you think he's going to end up? Boy, that's a great question. I imagine that uh, that Jerry Jones is probably going to take a big swing. He meets with Mike McCarthy today. I would be surprised if Mike McCarthy and that staff is still in Dallas by tomorrow. Um, I, I just think the the Cowboys, the way they collapsed in that football game was absolutely embarrassing. Had they lost the game, I think Mike McCarthy would have been on the hot seat, but how they lost the game, completely unprepared, completely uh, just frozen. Dak Prescott just, I mean, really looking scared out there in that football game. Um, That, to me, is probably going to be the death knell for Mike McCarthy, who has just had no playoff success, a ton of regular season success, but no playoff success in in Dallas. So I imagine while Bill Belichick is still out there, Jerry Jones is at least going to have to want to have a conversation. Dick, on Dallas and that uh, result against Green Bay, a couple of texts to lead into the question. This one, hi, Dick, my favourite time of the year is when Dallas think they're going to win the Super Bowl, only to get dumped on by some kids from Wisconsin on their turf. All is right in the world. That's from Jono in Mudgee and Candice in the Central West. The Packers win against Dallas as the despised Outsiders has to go down as one of the best playoff wins in history. Your thoughts on Jordan Love and his team moving forward, Dick? No, I love both of those texts. Um, You know, I'll say this. If the Dallas Cowboys are America's team, uh, America's in a lot of trouble. Because there's not a lot. Once the calendar turns to January, the Dallas Cowboys fold every single year. And, uh, you know, this year it's the Green Bay Packers doing it to them. And uh, Jordan Love was absolutely phenomenal. You You have two young quarterbacks in C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love that hopefully now will cement themselves as, you know, perennial top 10 quarterbacks. I mean, our our list of top 10 quarterbacks is being shrunk. I mean, I don't even think we have 10 legitimate quarterbacks in the NFL that you can call legitimate top 10 quarterbacks. I mean, that list could be down to four or five that you could really count on. And I think while I'm not going to anoint either C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love as perennial pro bowlers, you know, top five quarterbacks, future Hall of Famers, I do think they've both proven enough that they are solid starters and will be both mentioned in that top 10 quarterback list here very, very soon if C.J. Stroud isn't already. 
Green, uh, sorry, Dick, just following that up with Green Bay. Um, this one, uh, the Packers has quickly become the funnest team to watch in the NFL. Their aggressive offensive approach is refreshing and makes them moving forward just fun and must-watch games, just kids balling out. That's from Lloyd. What do you rate their chances uh, against San Francisco Ace? Well, I, I do think they're fun. They've been as fun a team as any in the in the NFL since really the middle of November. And keep in mind, this Green Bay team was three and six and going nowhere. Mm. I mean, we were talking about Matt Lafleur getting fired. I mean, had that trend continued, uh, Matt Lafleur would be out in Green Bay. Jordan Love would be, you know, everybody would be skeptical on whether he's the answer at quarterback. But this turnaround has been absolutely unbelievable. And there's not, and it hasn't just been wins over bad teams. I mean, there's a win at Detroit in there. There's a win over the Chargers. There's a win over Kansas City in there. I mean, uh, they have really, really done a nice job. That being said, um, there are two heavyweights in the NFL. And Green Bay's playing one of them. And I think there is going to be a vast difference between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. The, the, the point spread uh, reflects that. I think the point spread is correct. I think I might even lean towards San Francisco mm-hmm. being rested and healthy and at home covering that point spread against Green Bay. Uh, so we, we will see. I mean, I'd love to see a good game. It might be close for a while, but the, the 49ers are just too much for Green Bay. And, and that being said, there's a heavyweight in the AFC as well, and that's the Baltimore Ravens, and I think they do the same thing to the Texans. I, I think the Texans have been a great story. The Packers have been a great story. I think both those stories come to an end, uh, probably in fairly painful fashion this week by the two teams that in my opinion are vastly superior to everybody else in the NFL. Dick, there was so much talk obviously about the Cowboys last weekend in the wild card round, but what about the Eagles? A, a franchise that was Super Bowl favorites a couple of months ago had an enormous start to the season. They were completely played off the park by the Buccaneers um, on the weekend. How much pressure do you think Nick Sirianni's under at, at Philadelphia there? Quite a bit. And, uh, you know, it was a fun weekend for me, i got to be honest. I mean, uh, to, to watch the Cowboys, Eagles, and Miami, the three teams that I've been uh, telling the morning show boys all year long that they're, they're the three frauds in the <laughs> NFL and just wait, just wait for the playoffs. And all three of them died on the same weekend. So, uh, so that was kind of fun to watch. But, uh, you know, I, I think right now this is, a, this is a situation where you've got two halves. The rest of them are are fighting to see who can make the final four. And that Chiefs-Bills game is, you know, an, an unbelievable matchup there. You mentioned the Eagles. Sirianni is in trouble. The Eagle fans want him out. Uh, that is a fan base that gets angry very, very quickly. Now, we knew that the Eagles weren't really 10-1. and one. I mean, they weren't a 10-1 and one team when they were 10-1. and one. They feasted on some pretty bad competition at the beginning of the year and didn't always look great doing it, and it came back to bite them in the second half of the season. So, I mean, the Eagles ended up probably where the Eagles should have ended up, uh, losing in an early round of the playoffs. Same for Miami, same for Dallas. But, uh, you know, right now I'm looking at these matchups, and the, and the two on Sunday, I guess Monday morning your time, mm. uh, intrigue me more than the two on Saturday. I mean, I think the Bucks lions six-and-a-half-point spread, I don't think Tampa Bay is getting nearly enough respect for Mm. what they did to Philadelphia. I mean, it was, yeah, Philadelphia played poorly, but Tampa just blew them out. They blew their doors off in every phase of the game. And to have Tampa getting six and a half points, and if you can find a touchdown or maybe even buy that up to a touchdown to get a little bit less odds, I take Tampa plus the Mm. points. That's probably my favorite bet of the week is probably Tampa plus the points there because I think Tampa does make that a good game. Because remember, the Lions... 
very nearly lost that game to the Rams. That was a ball game mm-hmm. throughout at home against L.A., who I don't think is any better than Tampa Bay is. Yeah, Tab has uh, Tampa Bay has $3.30 outside as a 6.5 line. The lines are at $1.34, which does feel really, really short. So um, Dick likes the line there. Um, just recapping the other ones, so San Francisco giving up uh, a 9.5-point head start. You like them to cover that, do you? Yeah, I mean, I hate giving a lot of points, but mm-hmm. I just think the 49ers are that much better. Same with the Ravens. I hate giving up that many points, but I do think the Ravens are better. If I had to choose which one, I'd probably a little, little bit more, uh, a little bit more safe on the on the Niners than the mm-hmm. than the Raven uh, than the uh, Ravens. But still, I'd take the points uh, or I'd give the points in both those games. And then Buffalo versus Kansas City uh, over here, 10:30 a.m. On Monday, uh, throughout New South Wales and ACT, that seems to be the match of the round. Buffalo favourites with Tab at dollar sixty-seven. Kansas City outsiders at two dollars twenty. The line is at three even. What are you thinking about that one? Yeah, I think that's the line, right? I, I think that's exactly what it should be. Um, I think on a neutral field, these two teams are even. Um, I gave the Chiefs the edge early in the season over the Bills. I think the Bills have played better football recently. They've kind of turned things around, including a win over the Chiefs in Kansas City. Um, you know, you, you you need to see Patrick Mahomes do it on the road, and he has not had a lot of experience in the NFL playoffs doing it on the road because he's rarely had to be on the road, right? He's always been a, at home because they've been a been a number one seed. So I'll give the Bills the slightest edge there, but uh, that's one I'm just going to sit back and watch. I'm not going to drop any money down on that game because I think the line is right where it should be. Just one last text coming, Dick, from Steph from Bombera. She says, Dick, do you think the Bol- the Bills can go all the way this year after all these years? Is this, is this the year they finally get it done yeah I think the two teams that aren't the Ravens and the 49ers that can win the Super Bowl are the teams playing in that game Mm -hmm. the Chiefs and the Bills if they can get right on a given day the winner of that game is good enough to beat the Ravens is good enough to beat the 49ers but I still think there's a considerable gap I, I don't even think the rest of the teams in the playoffs I mean, they may beat the Ravens and Niners one out of ten times, maybe. Um, I think it's that much of a long shot for a team like the Lions or the Bucks or the Packers, the Texans, to beat the Ravens and the, and the 49ers. The Chiefs and the Bills, you know, they might be able to beat them four times out of ten. So at least uh, at least they would have a puncher's chance in a uh, in a Super Bowl. And knowing that if they get all the way to the Super Bowl, they're playing really good football, right? I mean, the Bills would be on like a seven-game winning streak if they made it all the mm. way to the NFL or all the way to the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs, you would think, would have everything right. You know, if they can get a win over the Bills, then they can get a win over Baltimore at Baltimore. Then you're looking at a potential Chiefs-Niners matchup on a neutral field. That, oh man, that would make for a massive, massive Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes against the vaunted Niners. That would be absolutely spectacular. That's what I'm hoping for, really. I'm hoping for a a Niners matchup against either the Ravens or the winner of that Bills-Chiefs game. Any one of those matchups would make for a fabulous Super Bowl. Well, we're looking forward to all of it unfolding. Houston at Baltimore, Sunday morning here. Then Green Bay at San Francisco following that one. Then on Monday, Tampa Bay at Detroit, followed by Kansas City at Buffalo. Four great clashes uh, with plenty to watch. Um, Dick in the golf, the American Express Championship this weekend. Have you had a look at that? What have you been following? I have. Um, I've got, you know, this is a this is a tough tournament to handicap because it's played on three different courses. 
So you have, uh, and it's one that I actually attended a couple of years ago. It's a fun tournament to attend because there's not a lot of fans down there. It's kind of a retirement community, beautiful weather. So you really, I had John Rahm literally walk right past my shoulder as he was, I didn't even know he was there. And I had him Get walk right past me a couple of, it was, it was wonderful. But uh, I, I think there's a couple names. I like Sunjay M this week. Um, and Taylor Montgomery is a young, a young player rookie last year who's an excellent putter, and his approach game is starting to get, uh, get really dialed in. So there's, there's two, uh, two names I write, like right there. And for my, uh, for my low Aussie, I'm going to stick with my guy Cam Davis. Cam yep. Davis is playing some really, really good golf. He is going to win very, very soon. I'm not sure it's at this course. He's only played there, I believe, once before. But, uh, you know, keep an eye on Cam Davis. He is going to win on the PGA Tour very, very soon. And, Dick, just before we let you go, I don't know if you saw the news, but your old friend Lauren Jackson, a, uh, a star of Seattle basketball, has been included in Australia's Opals squad to uh, try and qualify for the Paris Olympics, 42 years of age. Um, I'm sure that, uh, that that's news that you'd be pleased to hear. Absolutely. She is, she is absolutely the best and even better person. No question about it. Dick, always appreciate it. Enjoy week two of the playoffs. We look forward to catching up next week. Sounds good, guys. We'll talk to you then.